Lord, we are part of that Israel of faith to whom you gave the prophets. We are part of that vineyard you planted, the labor of your love. And we are the branches of the vine, which is Christ, your beloved, who lives in our midst. Accept our offering and help our works to be fruitful. We ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. Let me now sing of my friend, my friend's song concerning his vineyard. My friend had a vineyard on a fertile hillside. He spaded it, cleared it of stones, and planted the choicest vines. Within it, he built a watchtower and hewed out a wine press. Then he looked for the crop of grapes, but what it yielded was a wild grape. Now inhabitants of Jerusalem and people of Judah, judge between me and my vineyard. What more was there to do for my vineyard that I had not done? Why, when I looked for the crop of grapes, did it bring forth wild grapes? Now. I will let you know what I mean to do with my vineyard. Take away its hedge, give it to grazing, break through its wall, let it be trampled. Yes, I will make it a ruin. It shall not be pruned or hoed, but overgrown with thorns and briars. I will command the clouds not to send rain upon it. The vineyard of the Lord of hosts is the house of Israel and the people of Judah are his cherished plant. He looked for judgment, but see, bloodshed for justice, but hark the outcry. The word of the Lord. A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Philippians. Brothers and sisters, have no anxiety at all, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, Make your requests known to, the, to God. Then the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is gracious, if there is any excellence and if there is anything worthy of praise, Think about these things. Keep on doing what you have learned and received and heard and seen in me. Then the God of peace will be with you. The word of the Lord. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to the chief priests and the elders of the people, Here another parable. There was a landowner who planted a vineyard, put a hedge around it, dug a wine press in it, and built a tower. Then he leased it to tenants and went on a journey. When vintage time drew near, he sent his servants to the tenants to obtain his produce. But the tenants seized the servants, and one day beat, another day killed, and a third they stoned. 
Again, he sent other servants more numerous than the first ones, but they treated them in the same way. Finally, he sent his son to them, thinking, They will respect my son. But when the tenants saw the son, they said to one another, This is the heir. Come, let us kill him and acquire his inheritance. They seized him, threw him out of the vineyard, and killed him. What will the owner of the vineyard do to those tenants when he comes? They answered him, He will put those wretched men to a wretched death and lease his vineyard to other tenants who will give him the produce at the proper times. Jesus said to them, Did you never read in the scriptures the stone that the builders builders rejected has become the cornerstone? By the Lord has this been done, and it is wonderful in our eyes. Therefore, I say to you, the kingdom of God will be taken away from you and given to a people that will produce its fruit. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. The story is told of an elderly woman who was beginning to experience hearing problems. So she went to different specialists, and uh, one of them told her uh, that there was a very simple, very non-invasive surgery that would for sure fix her hearing problems. And she looked at him and she said, there will be no surgery, thank you. I am 89 years old and I've heard enough. So sometimes when we read uh, or watch the news, we can say too, uh, we've heard enough, we've seen enough. You know, that was the attitude of the scribes and the Pharisees. When, Je- when Jesus criticized them, they were, they were fed up because he was always challenging them. You can't be like this. The people are counting on you. You are the leaders of, of the people. W- what are you doing? So we heard today once again for the third weekend in a row about a vineyard. Uh, wine industry at the, at the time of Jesus was very popular in Israel. There were many vineyards. So people were familiar with the parables of, of vineyards that Jesus used. So again, we heard both in the first reading and in the gospel reading about the vineyard. Uh, the vineyard that is, of course, the house of Israel, the people that God calls. And as we heard in the first reading, this vineyard was planted with the best, you know, uh, 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 the vines were the best, not just mediocre. And the fruit was, of course, something very delicious. But over time, unfortunately, grapes, the grapes became bitter. Some translations said rotten, basically saying it was the people that became bitter and rotten. The grapes were just symbolism for, for their way of life. So what, what will happen to the vineyard? Isaiah said, it will be trampled upon. It will, be, it will become a wild um, meadow or, you know, it won't be a vineyard anymore. Basically saying, you people will, will unfortunately lose your land and everything because of the way you live, how you treat one another, how you go after false gods and things like that. So that was the message of Isaiah. And of course, in the second reading, we heard when we, when we think about, about producing, what our lives are producing, the fruit that our lives are producing. St. Paul reminded the Philippians and all of us that the fruit of our lives should be what? Things that are just, kind, that are pure, that are lovely, that are true. This, these are to be the fruits of our lives. So again, we see the connection that the readings, how they are connected and the theme. The first reading, there was a question, what more 
can God do? What more God was asking? What more could I have done? I gave you the land free. You didn't have to work for it. You didn't have to pay for it. I gave it to you free, the promised land, and look what you did with it. So again, there was the challenge that we, we are given so much. God blesses us so much. What fruit are we producing? What more can God do for us? Could we, could we name other things? Has God done something? Uh, hasn't done, has he done enough or not enough? Certainly not. The question that we have to ask is, what more can we do for God and for one another? What more can we do in producing the kind of fruit that is not rotten, that is good, that, that tastes good? So we see in the, in the gospel reading that Jesus uses the parable of the vineyard. Why? To open people's eyes. The tenants are those that are entrusted with, with life, with the relationship, with faith, with the relationship with God, with faith. So as we heard, the master leased out his vineyard to the tenants. And by law, he was required after third harvest, after each third harvest, to come physically onto the property. Otherwise, he could have lost that property. It was called squatter's rights. So as we heard, the tenants, the master was sending messengers. Those messengers or those, those servants are the prophets that God had sent over, year, over hundreds of years to, to obtain, not real graves, but to obtain produce of their lives, compassion, faith, kindness, and many other things. And as we heard, what did they do? Some they mistreated, some they stoned, some they killed. That was the fate of the prophets. So finally, he sent his son. The son, of course, they know is Jesus. What, what did they do? They said, this is the heir. Let us kill him, and the vineyard will be ours. But Jesus was, uh, kept telling him, you know, by killing me, you will lose everything. It will not solve your problem. It will not make you richer. On the contrary, you will lose everything. So he, he challenged their way of thinking, their way of life. So the gospel, the parable says that they took the son, took, took him out of the vineyard and killed him. Remember, Jesus was crucified outside of the city of Jerusalem, behind the walls. How true that parable was, right? So we see what, what happened. So the, the scripture readings give us so much nourishment, so much food for thought, so to say. So our lives can produce the kind of fruit that is good tasting, that makes a difference. There is a story of a little boy who went fishing with his grandfather. And it was his first time. I think he was six years old. And as you know, when we do something for the first time, things don't always go uh, well. So uh, when he was uh, throwing his uh, uh, fishing line in the water for the first time, it got all tangled up and it became a huge mess. So his grandfather started untangling it. And finally, after a, a good bit of time, he was able to succeed. So he gave it back to, the, to his grandson, and his grandson was really impressed. And he said, Grandpa, how come you are the smartest man in the world? And Grandpa, the Grandpa knowing this little boy intense dislike for a certain kind of vegetable, he told him, well, when I was your age, I, I ate a lot of spinach. And the boy thought for a moment, pondered his answer, and he said, nah, it ain't worth it. <laughs> in a sense, we need to eat our spiritual spinach. It is worth it. 
everything that God offers us is worth consuming, digesting, and most importantly, living by it. That's why Jesus came. That's why he used these parables so people would understand. These can nourish you. They can change your lives, especially if you put them into practice. So again, what will these stories do to our, our way of life, our way of thinking? Let us remember, what more can God do for us? What more can we do for God and for one another? There is a story, a true story of Dr. Paul Brand, who wrote a book called uh, Fearfully and Wonderfully Made. And in this book, he shares a stor the story of uh, visiting South America, and he was in this remote uh, uh, jungle, so to say, uh, where there was, uh, or a remote uh, part of the country where there was this uh, uh, hanging bridge that kind of swings as you walk on it. Sometimes it can be very scary. So the bridge was, of course, uh, built from uh, vines, intertwined vines and branches, some very thick. And he saw people walking on it back and forth from one side to the other. The bridge was over a hundred, hundreds of feet over a river. So he, he was very hesitant. He said that the engineer in him wanted to test the bridge, test the wood for termites, test the st strength of the vines, and things like that, or look for another bridge somewhere nearby. But he said that he could have spent his whole life trying to decide and trying to test if this bridge was worthy crossing. But he said eventually, if he wanted to get to the other side, he had to take a, a first step so he said, Christian faith is just like that. We can't wait for everything to settle, to have all the proof we need. Every, everything we do and say, we are taking a position, stating our position. This, we, this is where we stand in our relationship with God. This is where we stand in our, in our Christianity. So taking a step making, or taking a position in life, that's what that Bible story is about, that parable. The tenants did what they did. Why? We know that there is another way. They didn't produce the fruit. God was so good, that master in the story was so good that he didn't want all the produce. He just wanted some. They, they could have kept majority of it, but they were not willing to do even that. See, the, the, the wrong way of thinking. On the other way, we know the way Jesus teaches us to think. So thus, produce the kind of fruit that we are called to. As Paul reminded us, let us produce things that are true, that are just, that are lovely. And if we do, then certainly how different our lives and the lives of those around us will be. Thanks for listening to this week's service. To stay up to date on the latest news involving our parish, please visit our website at goodshepherd-sc.org.